if you look at New South Wales, uh, so any doctor that prescribes uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin for COVID-19 patients gets sentenced to jail for six months. Government tells you why, because it encourages vaccine hesitancy. Uh, the way I like to say it is the primordial serpent has many heads and Pfizer and its head, Burla, is nothing more than just the serpent or, or, the, or the distilled salation product of true evil. And it's on that that Judean Christian morality is built. The Ten Commandments, right? I mean, no one's saying that God gave Moses the Ten Commandments and, and basically most of the, especially this country, was built on these godly values. These were the Jews that went away from their God-given task and used their potential to squander and create a lot of evil. They're not the only ones, there's plenty of bad people in every group. I am not an apologist for Jews that are badly behaved. However, to all the anti-Semites who tried to use that to vilify and destroy the Jewish people, I might have a very big gun for you. Don't, don't use this as an opportunity to pounce and exude your hatred. At least I have some degree of honesty to look into my own people and say and criticize them. So by the way, out of love for my people, uh, I would say 90% of the Jewish leadership are corrupt. With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email Andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Do you think that they thought the vaccine would work better at first? I mean, do you, do you think the result was what they were expecting or do you think it, fall, it fell short? No, I mean, it depends who you're talking about. But uh, uh, let's say the low-hanging, the low-level people for sure. But uh, the people that have orchestrated this um, had developed the technology that's been proven to be in these vaccines that, that disprove any benign intent. So for example, uh, they, they figured out that spike-induced uh, blood clots would lead to massive death. Or there are patents now proving the, the nanotech that's in, in these vaccines. It's not me saying it. By the way, I've made this uh, accusation and I'm giving this offer now on every media platform I've ever spoken for over a year, no one has taken me up. There's a patent from August 31st, 2021 that describes 50 pages of nanotech, what's in these vaccines. And that patent describes technology that allows for the measurement of biometric data, meaning your heart rate, your respiratory rate, your temperature, but more importantly, the transmission of that data with your location to a third party. Over so the, need, the 5G networks, probably. It doesn't say that. But, uh, or some high-speed internet, and it's probably that, but go ahead. No, no, I, I'm, I'm purposely not touching that one because 
I'm, I'm focusing on what the patent actually does. Say. Sure. No, that's fine. But I mean, there has to be some way to transmit it. And so they have, it could be satellite, could be 5G, could be any of the Wi-Fi networks or any of the networks, but there needs to be a transmission um, some type ability. Of network that will allow for a highway to transmit that information. Yep. Absolutely. Um, but it doesn't really spell it out there unless I miss something. Yeah, I, I read that and I included it because you brought it up last time we did an interview and I included it with the, the, the show. But at that point, I, I think we were just getting familiar with this because you just put it out and we just saw it. But now we've had a year to absorb it <laughs> of what this thing is. So I'm waiting for one intelligent person, operative word here, intelligent and honest, to confront me and say, listen, I, I know that this is what you said, but I read it and let's discuss it because I think your interpretation is wrong. And this is what I think. And I'll listen very carefully and I'll look into it and we'll have a discussion. And if I'm wrong, I'm very flexible. I'm, I'm looking for truth. I will adjust my opinions. However, no one has taken me up. And the only people that have confronted me enabled me a conspiracy theorist. When I questioned them, I see that they didn't read it. Oh, yeah. They didn't, haven't read it. They don't know anything about it, but you're a conspiracy whack job, and they don't even know what the heck they're talking about. That's, that's right. the pattern I have seen with everyone who tells me I'm a conspiracist, conspiracy theorist. They have not done the research, so they don't even know what they're talking about. Basically, anyone who calls you a conspiracy theorist is too stupid to understand the actual technology that we're describing. And since they can't understand it and it doesn't fit their worldview, it's much more convenient to destroy you than to look in the mirror and say, I'm an idiot. I don't understand anything. And I'm wrong. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And it's, it's, that's the pattern. So... There is surveillance technology in these vaccines that was, was actually, you were told about it by Klaus Schwab in 2016 in an interview where he said that within 10 years, by 2026, every human being will be tagged with a digital identifier. Now, so there's a population control dimension in these vaccines, which has been proven even by Pfizer internal docs of eliminating a a percentage of people immediately, uh, causing miscarriages, causing infertility, causing um, lifelong uh, chronic diseases, which will shorten lifespan. So all those things exist in the population control banner. Then there's surveillance, which is a, a form of enslavement. And then, and that's child's play to what's really going on. Because if you listen to the words of these degenerates, what they're really saying is the following. These vaccines, vaccines change who you are. And when you listen deeper, they say, well, because it has gene editing technology. What do you so think what they that? want to change us into? Oh, they say it outright. If you look at, there's a demon in a human body. His name is Yuval Noah Harari. He is Obama's favorite author. And he's also a keynote speaker. Um, frequently at the World Economic Forum. And he says it outright, there's no such thing as a God above the clouds or a soul. These are his words. Humans are hackable animals. By the way, he's right. We know exactly the genetic code, where the genes are, 
And since we can get into the genetic code, we can also re-engineer it. And he says, now we have the capability. He says the Gestapo, the Nazis and Stalin wish they had this technology, but now uh, certain governments and large corporations uh, could use the cloud, not God's cloud, but the Microsoft cloud to hack the human genome and re-engineer uh, what it means to be human using intelligent design, but not some God's intelligence design, but some human intelligent design. And he wants to take away free will. So you know, and so, and the, the, the reality is he's not taking away free will. It's the person allowing access to their genetic code that's allowing for their free will to be taken away. So I'll give you some silly applications and then not so silly applications of this technology. Let's say I don't like blue eyes. We have the technology now to literally eliminate blue eye trait from humanity. Ah, okay, that's silly. How about on this one? Um, every human being has tumor suppressor genes. These are genes that suppress the development of cancer. What if I hack into someone's tumor suppressor gene and deactivate that one? Well, I've just taken off the brakes off cancer, haven't I? In 2004, there was a video leaked by the CAA. They attributed it to Gates, but it's, it's not Gates, but the video is real. And what, what does it say there? That the presenter says, we've identified a jihadi gene. The God gene? Jihadi gene. Okay. Jihadi, jihad. Yeah, but uh, I was wondering if that's the same video because it looks like Bill Gates, but it wasn't. But they they call it the jihadi gene, but they also call it the God gene, I think, because it gets people to believe in God. If, if we're talking about the same one, but keep going. I, I don't remember that part, but that is exactly that video. And what, what's interesting, it's a, it's a gene associated with extreme religious beliefs. Yeah, yep. And they have developed techniques to suppress that gene. Now, we can argue whether or not that's a good military strategy, but that's not the point. The point is, we have now access to information that we, we know that certain genes are associated with certain patterns of behavior. Well, let me ask you, that jihadi gene, might be a gene that just expresses passion, intense passion for anything. Could be, and, and, then, and maybe that's the case, but my point is like this, we're not debating how exactly the gene works, but what I, we are I'm saying- I'm just saying it could be incredibly awful, but go ahead. We have now a way to manipulate human behavior by manipulating the genetic code. So, I mean, I, I, I know the answer to this, but would you give, Klaus Schwab the access to your home security system, to your bank <laughs> email password. I, you know, I might do it just so I could wait in the shadows. <laughs> Maybe not my email password, but the home security so we can wait in the shadows when he comes. But anyways, I'm just joking around because he's such a, he is the epitome of evil. So why would we give him access to our genetic code? You know, when we, when we say we're made in the image of God, what does that mean? Well, it's the imprint of God in your unique genetic code that makes you who you are. 
why would I give someone else um, access and authorization to go into my genetic code and manipulate that code uh, at will? In other words, what you've done is you're no longer made in the image of God. You're made in the image of Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab. Well, and we have to educate people as quickly as possible that these people do not have your best interests in mind. That's what they, they don't believe that these people are bad. They just can't get there mentally. Well, um, that it's par partly because most human beings are decent. And to understand the essence of evil, you need to put on different glasses. You have to look at life through the eyes of a sociopath. And not everyone's able to make that transition. Uh, but just to summarize, these liquids contain three simultaneously administered capabilities. This is not sci-fi. This is the words of the enemy themselves. That's population control dynamics, systems of population control, systems of enslavement, enslavement through 24-7 surveillance, and transhumanist transformation of a human being into some um, hybrid. I mean, they could splice in DNA from a horse if they wanted to. So you basically, so you asked me, do I think that the people who've made these liquids and technologies that are pushing for the administration to 7 billion people, most of which don't even need it medically, uh, thought that they were doing something good? No. It's the platform of, of death that they've created. And they created a crisis to create a false justification to inject the death liquid and the slave liquid and the human transforming liquid into people. And why are they doing it? Because these are godless animals that do not believe in the afterlife. So when you ask them, they say to themselves, when you ask them what happens after death, they say that nothing. Yeah, they don't and believe in God. They don't, they think this is it. So if, if someone has that perspective, they don't want to leave, right? Bill Gates has what, 50, 100 billion dollars? Who's he going to leave it to? His ex-wife? So, so he is very much interested in not dying. You know, the fountain of youth. Everyone's looking for eternal life. And so what these degenerates, Tubal Noah Harari and Ray Kurzweil, another guy, um, they have been working for the last decades on developing hybrid inorganic, organic platforms, humanoid platforms, where human consciousness, they believe, literally be down and then they could live forever, either in one body or a series of upgraded versions. But the key is that in their minds, their human consciousness could be preserved and transferred. That's why people like Walt Disney froze themselves because they thought that in the future, we'll develop tech that will allow for the resurrection of their consciousness and, and given a new platform where that consciousness and I've been covering this thing for a while, like years, years before COVID, right? About this, what they've been trying to do. And I don't believe. Well, that's true. But COVID and the response to COVID has become the, the mechanism through which they're trying to, to implement it. Yeah. And part of me hopes they do it because 
That'll be the epitome of hell that they deserve to live in. <laughs> That's true. I just don't believe I, they can control free will. They can lock you into a, a computer digital thing. But when your body dies, I think your soul goes with it. And I don't think they know how to control that because they think you're, everything's in your brain. They don't understand we're a much larger beyond and we have a field of energy around us and all sorts of other things. I think they're stunted in their, their understanding. But Let me tell I, you. Go ahead. All the resources of human history and all of human brain power and all of time. And we know exactly what one human cell is made of. We could reverse engineer a human cell. And I give you the building blocks and all the ingredients to make one human cell. And I give you eternity to do it and all the resources to do it and all of human brain power to do it. We would still not be able to create one human living cell from scratch. I, I agree. We, we don't, we haven't figured out the whole soul thing and we're much broader, bigger than this. We're connected to universe and they just don't get it. And so, but the problem with these degenerates, actually the only reason why they exist because we've created a God vacuum in society and in consciousness to man where they could thrive. Darkness really likes the absence of light. And so it's in our power to fix it, but Fixing is a little, maybe a little different than what most people think. The fixing begins with the fixing of the self. It's the taking responsibility for your actions and stop worshiping false gods. The god of science, the god of technology, money, power, fame, whatever, but lust. Start worshiping the true creator and reconcile with the creator, ask for forgiveness, and that is the solution on the individual level. You know, Carl Jung, the famous psychoanalyst says, degradation of the society begins with the degradation of the individual. Well, you can extrapolate it the other way. The moral refinement of a society begins with the moral refinement of the individual. So it's, it's the taking, looking yourself in the mirror and saying, listen, whatever's going wrong in my life, it's not my neighbor's fault. It's something that I could fix by taking control of my choices, doing an honest accounting of what I'm doing right and what I'm not doing right yet, fixing it and implementing it. And then I will be better because I'm not being compared to my neighbor in potential. I'm being compared to myself, my, the potential of me, of what I could really be, which every, obviously everyone falls short of. But there is a, a, a room to grow. You know, in the Bible, it's a very interesting story. You know, it Cain and Abel, right? And they, they both, the two brothers, right? They brought an offering to God each. And God came and took Abel's offering and then rejected Cain's. So it says right after that, Cain was, uh, his face was dejected. He was depressed. So God came to him and said, why are you depressed? Improve yourself. And I will accept your offering too. So what did Cain choose to do? He killed his brother. That's human history in a nutshell. Because it's much easier to destroy the entity that's making you feel inadequate than to look in the mirror and say, I am the cause of my own issues. And okay, that's not so good, but I can also fix them. Yeah. And, and wouldn't you say that, you know, getting right with God, 
that it manifests itself by getting not only getting right with you acknowledging your own issues, but it manifests itself in the relationships you have with others. Of course, because if you realize, what does it mean getting right with God? It means that you perceive that you're made in the image of the divine, but not only you, other people too. And let me tell you, before I, I grew up as an atheist. I don't know if you knew that. I had a ponytail the size of my beard. And I really did view, I was a big student of Nietzsche and Sartre, you know, these nihilists who, you know, hell is other people, conflict is the essence of human relationships. And by the way, I, I, I went into a philosophy class once and the professor writes, God is dead, Nietzsche, science Nietzsche. But then underneath he writes, Nietzsche is dead, sign God. But uh, I like that. But uh, that's good. I viewed people as an obstacle. I would look at you as a conquest. I would look at you as a someone whose head I want to step on to climb. Because why? You, you you're a cockroach. Or but what happened? I'm I'm, I'm being bluntly honest. No, this is reasons, good. But, um, but as I transitioned my worldview, my theological view, and I really began to perceive and believe that there is a God and I can have an intimate relationship with him. And then I realized it's not only me, but you're up, but you're, you're God's this daughter. Cockroach, this cockroach here has one too. <laughs> no, actually, I'm not a cockroach, that you're God's daughter. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, we both, that's what you realized. I, I transformed too in your mind. Go ahead. But that's what I'm trying, I'm trying to make a point that, that people that I viewed as cockroaches and obstacles to uh, conquest, yep. got transformed in my, in my mind to uh, divine creatures, so people made in the image of the divine. And, but that has implications. If you're made in God's image and I want to be close to God, why would I mistreat you? Why would I disrespect you? On the contrary, uh, perhaps being associated with you will help me find even more deeper relationship with God and, and fellowship and, and friendship, life became much more beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so that which I talk about is really, I've lived both, both sides. You know, if it wasn't for my theological awakening, I would probably be heading the world, new world order. Why would you say that? Because the new world order was very, was very uh, which is really the old world order of paganism, idolatry, and child sacrifice, fit my worldview very nicely like that. I would want to be on which chain. Did you know people around you that were like that? Yeah. You did? Do you still know them? Are they still like that now? Uh, no, you know, people change. You know, when, you, when you're uh, young and you come from difficult backgrounds and you've been disappointed by uh, people that don't just become like I was. There's a history there. And the problem is when you are mistreated by people in positions of spiritual leadership. So it's, it's a, it's a, it takes a high level of sophistication not to blame God for his followers. And so a lot of people that have been disappointed, mistreated, abused by 
clergy or people in positions of power, you lose your faith, rightfully so, by the way, in, um, in those institutions. And the truth is, the way I thought about God as an adolescent, I'm glad I rejected that. Because that was a really unsophisticated, stupid way of looking at reality. And I felt it wasn't true. Yeah, I, I me, can relate to I, that. Let me tell you the God I bow down to. You'd be surprised. He's not physical and he's not spiritual. He's not finite and he's not infinite. There's nothing we can say about what he really is. And he transcends all appellations, all descriptors. We can only say what he's not. Because anyone who thinks they have God in their pocket, who believes that they truly know what he is, I'm gonna be very surprised because no one does. We can approximate, we can assume, we can make uh, judgments, but in reality, it's a formless abstraction that um, is hidden. However, through my own life experience, I've noticed that that hidden essence is always with me as giving me life every instant of time out of love. What did I do with the tea? You know, people say, oh, why do bad things happen? I ask a different question. What did I do to deserve for good things to happen? I was just born from a putrid drop. And so the reality is we are very ungrateful. You know, I was thinking recently, you know, God made an apple. He needed to make an apple. Life could have existed without an apple. But he gave you a candy. Think about it. Look at a nice flower I see outside. What do we need? He needed a flower? No, but he did it to make it pretty for you. Well, he gave you and love. What is more beautiful than that? Exactly. And that's some of the ways of, 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 of love. I mean, uh, you know, you create an environment of tranquility and peace. And we are really ungrateful. I, I, I'll tell you, I, I've shared this story before, but um, one of the times I almost left the world in the last four years, um, one of the last times was uh, I was on chemotherapy and my bone marrow got suppressed. My white blood cell count dropped and I got COVID pneumonia. I only have one. And the left lung has two lobes. Both lobes got damaged. So I'm in the hospital, like I'm breathing through a straw. They want to put me in a respirator. Um, my oxygen level is like in the 70s on oxygen. And I said, no, I prefer to die like this than not on the respirator. And I was convinced I was leaving in a box. And they pumped me up with steroids and everything. And, and the miracle happened. I, I slowly, it took a few weeks, but I, I began to turn around. I couldn't, I was in bed. I couldn't sit up. And uh, I got slowly better. And it got to a point where I could leave the hospital. I was still in oxygen for a month afterwards. but And so I get taken out to the front lobby. It was Lenoxville Hospital in Manhattan. And I'm in the wheelchair. And I'm waiting for my ride. 
And I'm sitting outside and it was a sunny day and I felt the warmth of the sun on my cheek and a breeze, a very slight breeze. Sarah, the amount of ecstasy, pleasure, joy, serenity, and gratitude that I felt at that instant in time, I've never experienced. That's really a great story. And so it's about being sensitized. Unfortunately, most people have to hit rock bottom or have to almost literally be leaving the world to be sensitized to how many infinite blessings we're literally surrounded by and we just ignore. So, yes, the answer is, as you become more sensitized to your relationship with God, that inevitably leads to you being more loving to other people. Yeah, that's, a, that's an absolutely wonderful story. I think a lot of people will get a lot out of that. Oh, I appreciate you telling us that. Okay. Do you have any more that you want to say before I, I ask you about your Z stack? Because I want to talk about the extra stuff that you have up there. Um, and you, you know, you have the over-the-counter hydroxychloroquine, but I, I don't want to get away from all these amazing things that you have to share. So do you have anything else for us or can we move on to? You'll have to have me on again, I guess. Okay, but I will. I'll be having you on more because um, I haven't had you. Go, I had you for a while. I said, oh my gosh, I got to get them back on. But you had the hydroxychloroquine over the counter. You talked earlier about how in Europe or England that they're jailing people for even prescribing it. We're still having a hard time getting it here. And so you have that. Most people now know what Z-Stack is. And you know, we, people are getting, which we highly, I highly recommend. I have it on my solutions document that I put together with Dr. Joe Newsma. But you have other things now that you're offering. Are they all up there now or are they coming up soon? Or what do you have there that people can benefit from? Yeah, so in the immediate term, we're releasing two new products. Actually, one is not new. It's just a different way of delivering it um, called the Z-Stack Kids, which come in uh, delicious gummies, which I, which I think I'm going to start taking because... I don't like to swallow pills. So, so but, adults uh, can take them too, right? It's just, you have to know the dosage difference. They have to take three or four gummies but to get the same equivalent dose because these are formulated in dosing-wise for kids. Keep in mind that all I'm allowed to say by the FDA... Hey, Mish, it's my dog. I was going to say, I, one thing I forgot to say before you get into the FDA thing is that my appreciation of animals has gone way up as I start appreciating other things. I just love my little animals. I just love puppies. <laughs> I love them. Oh, there he is. Oh gosh, he needs one big hug. Oh, he's like a big teddy bear. Your kids must love him. The word Mishka in Russian means teddy bear. Oh, it does? Yeah, so I got there. Oh, gosh, is he cute? He kind of looks like a big version of my little girl, my little uh, peanut, we call her. She's a Havashan. She's like a, um, a Havanese Bashan mix, but she's just so cute. So um, 
So, uh, yeah, so according to the FDA, um, all I'm allowed to say is that these things are nutritional supplements and immune boosters, which they are. But I'll tell you about the ingredients and then people can come to their own conclusions. So one thing I discovered throughout my research is that um, zinc not only inhibits all the strains of COVID, but there's dozens of peer-reviewed papers that in inhibits influenza virus, mm -hmm. the flu. They don't like that. Mm -hmm. And also inhibits another virus called RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. Now, why is that important? Because in kids, COVID-19 is not a threat. I never treat COVID-19 in kids because according to the CDC, they have a 99.998% uh, recovery rate with no treatment. So it's like a cold. So they, it doesn't, it's not a danger to children. I've never advocated for the treatment of kids for COVID-19. However, what is a danger to kids is flu and RSV. For example, RSV, uh, 50,000 kids a year end up admitted in the hospital wow. with bron bronchiolitis and around a thousand die and there's no treatment for it. Influenza, in America, there's uh, an average 40 million cases flu here. That's with the flu shot. And uh, around 40,000 people die a year from the flu. And a large percentage of them are children. Mm -hmm. So, and think about it. I mean, I have eight kids and, and you have kids. How many times do you have to stay home because your kids have the flu? Well, the loss of uh, just productivity and the loss of the effect on the, on the economic prosperity. So there's a big uh, burden from these diseases on society. Now imagine we had a natural way without a flu shot. You know, the best years, the flu shot only works 38%. So what if we had a way that naturally upregulates your immune system and gives you the nutritional supplement that allows you to naturally deal with this? Hmm. So actually Z-Stack Kids really is not for COVID. But it, through my work with COVID, I discovered that uh, influenza virus and COVID and, uh, and RSV use the same uh, pathway to, for replication, which is uh, the use of RNA-dependent RNA polymerase, which is the enzyme that is essential to make copies of genetic material for these viruses. And zinc inhibits that. And zinc needs help getting into the cell. Best approach is hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, but they're prescription. And we know the problems with that. But there are over-the-counter options that do the same thing. Quercetin, for example. And so that's the story. So yeah, Z-Stack yep. is, is an immune supplement booster and nutritional supplement. Now, I'm also coming out with something called Z-Detox. Yes, that's what I, I heard you say too. What is this? I have to be really careful with this one. 
it's a um, immune booster and nutritional supplement. Now we live in a toxic world. I think everyone will agree. And recently for some reason, uh, some mysterious reason, a lot of people are getting blood clots. Mysterious reason, okay, <laughs> we know why. And experiencing immune system dysregulation, overreacting and underreacting and um, it's a real problem. According to world experts, there's been an uptick of antibody dependent enhancement. That's an overreactive humoral B cell response. Or there is um, a vaccine acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Yes, that's very common, right? I mean, that's what Pfizer's documents show. Yeah, so it's like AIDS, you know. Yep. Not from HIV, but from vaccines. So um, there's a lot of, uh, let's call it immune system dysregulation, a damaged immune system. Now I have some good news. Um, we're developing tech that in th around three years uh, will be able to reboot, restore the immune system. It's like a cure for AIDS. That would be really great. That'd be another one that of this healing technologies that we can add to our list and the most promising one is what we need to get all these people on and hopefully i mean with the clock is not on our side if we have three years realistically before that happens so we need a bridge like a bridge loan yeah you need something in the interim that will give people well increase increase the likelihood of survival mitigate the risks reduce the risks and so the detox conceptually helps you stay away from the toxicity of the world. But how does it do that? The ingredients it has something called N-acetylcysteine, N-A-C. It's over the counter. And N-acetylcysteine has the incredible properties of uh, preventing blood clots from happening. It disrupts what's called sulfide bonds and it's extremely well-proven peer-reviewed papers that prevents blood clots. It also um, is involved in the formation of something called glutathione, which is one of the body's most powerful antioxidants. That's important because when the body is stressed with um, infection or cancer, or some type of insult, they're getting oxidative stress. So if I could, push that away, that gives more resilience to the immune response. And then I, 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 I used EGCG in it instead of quercetin. EGCG is like a zinc delivery system on steroids. It's much more powerful than quercetin. The reason why I used quercetin initially is that that's all I knew about. But uh, later I discovered EGCG. But since ZSAC was working so well, I didn't see the need to rock the boat. But now if I'm dealing with a more, much more serious issue, which is the detoxification of clear and present danger that's in the person, I'd rather use the bigger gun, but it's also the counter. It's a green tea extract, but it delivers um, zinc into the cell like crazy. And, um, I'll give you an analogy. Um, I'm sure your kids had, had strep throat 
for most parents. But and you uh, you take the child to the doctor. The doctor says you have strep throat. He's an antibiotic. The question is why? There are many streps. The strep throat means strep A, but this strep B, C, D. Why is it? And those we don't treat. Those the immune system gets rid. But why do we treat strep A? Because the immune system could actually get rid of it. And the answer is we don't want the immune system to get rid of it. Because for some reason, which we don't understand, the antibodies produced against strep A attack the heart valves of children, causing rheumatic heart disease. They destroy the, heart, the hearts of children. And so in this particular case, the immune response is pathogenic and it's much better to treat with antibiotics and keep the immune system dormant rather than to allow the immune system to wake up and generate dangerous antibodies. Now, if you extrapolate that concept to what we're living through now, the immune system has been dysregulated for many reasons. And so the immune response is unhealthy. In other words, people who die from COVID-19 don't die from the virus. They die from the immune response. Yeah. And so if there's a way I could give you a bulletproof vest that will keep at bay certain pathogens and allow it for your dysregulated immune system to stay dormant, that's much better for you until we could reset the immune system, which would be the long-term solution. And so the concept is the same. It's just the application is different. If you use a zinc ionophore with zinc, you get enough intracellular zinc, you then are uh, prophylaxing, in most cases, or treating aggressively certain single-stranded RNA viruses like all the COVIDs, influenza, and RSV. So at least, there, at least when it comes to those, you don't have to worry about an immune response. So you're pretty much keeping your, as a bridge until we can fix your immune system. We're keeping you from your immune system triggering because it's the immune system attacking yourself that's the problem. Keep your immune system dormant by keeping you not, you know, do not get sick. And this will keep your immune system dormant for the, the strands or the illnesses that you just mentioned until we have a solution to repair your immune system. Correct. So the one thing is don't damage your immune system again. I mean, that. Well, in the first place, yes. Don't. The... Uh, now, I can't say Z, Z Detox does that. It's an immune booster nutritional supplement. It, but the ingredients in Z Detox, according to NIH peer reviewed papers, um, are known to prevent blood clots and to prevent antibiotics. Okay, that's great. That, that makes a lot of sense. And it matches what we have on our solutions document, but we don't really have a good source of it and people have to go and find it themselves and things. And so this will be a really great opportunity to include it there because people don't know what to get it and what to do. And, and so this is a good option. And it puts more than one thing in there so that you're getting a couple things at once. So with the disclaimer, I'm open sourcing all this information. I literally put the formula on the bottle um, and there's nothing, I'm not patenting it. There's nothing to stop any other company to produce it. There's nothing to stop for you to do um, and put it, the puzzle back together. Um, the only thing that I have 
is the first of all, I thought of it. It has my name on it. And I could, I stand behind the quality of the ingredients. Perfect. And that's what we, what we need. There's 3.5 million people that you said took the jab. And there's 3.5 million people, not Bill counting the flu and other things, that probably need to be dealing with this. And so to have somebody just patent and say, you can't have it and you can't, it would be the very wrong thing to do because this needs to get out to the people everywhere. It's not 3.5 million, it's billion. Well, that's what I meant to say. I meant to say billion. <laughs> and I knew it wasn't million. Yes. So what else do you have planned? You're going to have that going. And uh, do you have a, an event coming up where you're going to be speaking? Because I know you've been doing some of those events. Where can people find more information on what you're going to be doing? Um, I'm speaking in Myrtle Beach next month uh, at the Reawaken America tour. Excellent. Uh, and my, my website, uh, VladimirZelenkoMD.com has much of that information. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much, Dr. Zev. I just really enjoy these conversations and I really appreciate it. And everything that you've done and continue to do, I just really appreciate. God bless you, Sarah. God bless this country.